getting back to what we spoke about yesterday, we spoke uh, to the hoteliers, we spoke to the restaurant owners, and they were all very hopeful uh, that indeed the hotels and the restaurants and the bars will get some light at the end of the tunnel. Now we spoke to Paul Travaux from Travaux's restaurant in Killarney, and he joins me back on the air again. And the reason I wanted to talk to him today was quite simply, Paul, it didn't happen. Niall, you must believe in these conspiracy theories. My parents are both in their 80s. They're both doubly vaccinated. And now they can Skype straight from their hand, thanks to Bill Gates. They don't even need phone. <laughs> it's true. It's true. They, get, they, get, they actually have a chip just inside their head. <laughs> yeah, they just need to think about me and my phone rings. It's cool. <laughs> I agree with you. I don't believe in them either. No, I tell you, I mean, I swore blind I wouldn't go on Twitter last night. And I even tweeted, I won't go on Twitter tonight. And two seconds later, I was back on it. Well, I, did, I did see your name and my name constantly yeah. coming up together by the way in relation to you being on the show yesterday the, so the reaction yesterday I'm, I'm not going to lie to you I've never seen anything like it the amount of people that have gotten in contact with me has frightened me I even got a letter today I put it up on my Facebook page there from a 70 year old man who's saying he's run his own business supplying um, the hospitality in rural Ireland and he's, in his, he's almost 70 and he's going to have to close his business because he hasn't seen a customer in 12 months and he said, all I want to do is to get out for a pint and a bite to eat before I die. Okay, well, let, well, let's get to that very quickly, because uh, I've been talking about it for nearly an hour now. A lot of people not very happy. Some are, but a lot of people not happy. And they almost say, I spoke to one guy there who's a psychologist, and he believes this is gaslighting by the government, but uh, whatever. Uh, but uh, look, hotels, guest houses, bed and breakfast, all reopening on the 2nd of June. Um, a little bit of a breadcrumb there for the restaurants that you can open outdoors on the 7th of June. But... Uh, the caveat in here is in, the, in relation to indoor hospitality, which is what we talked about yesterday, um, they said to be considered from the 5th of July. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to happen on the 5th of July. They can get around the table and talk about it on the 5th of July, so to be considered. In other words, you're looking at it at an early And you said to me yesterday, you swore to me, that if you didn't get treated the same way as the hotels, the guest houses, and B&Bs, because your theory was, of course, that the virus seems to know if somebody's staying the night, uh, you said you're opening anyway. Are you still sticking by your word? 100%. Travo's restaurant in Killarney is going to be alive and kicking the day a hotel can serve indoors. Say, second of June. Second, second of, June. of June. If they're saying second of June in hotels, I'm opening the door on second of June. Now, they might shut me down, but I have to make a point because what's, what's standing out most out of all of this now is that the public sector, with the greatest respect to the I'm talking about the senior guys making these decisions, they are so far removed from the private sector, the mind boggles. There wasn't one person in that room who is self-employed, who has a restaurant or is in hospitality or the music industry, to turn around and say, lads, hang on a second, let's just think about what we're about to announce tomorrow. You're about to say it's okay to eat indoors in a, in a hotel, but it's not okay to eat indoors in a restaurant. Do you not think there's going to be some sort of a backlash? And I was listening to what Adrian said there from the Restaurant Association of Ireland and basically saying, you know, I mean, we're, we're not going to be impressed. That's not good enough now at this stage. It has to be that all restaurants, all pubs open up the day. Like, there's no, you know, we're thinking about this. Every restaurant and every bar has yeah, well, to the, do well, this. Yeah, but that's up to the Restaurant Association and not you, Paul, as an individual. You can make your own stand and that's fine. And you're telling me on the radio, maybe other restaurateurs are listening today and and they will, you know, stand side by side with you. But you, it's up to the Restaurant Association, it's up to uh, Retail Excellence, it's up to uh, the Hotel Federation, it's up to all the other organisations and the spokespeople, as I said already, for these organisations, to say to their members, we're not happy, the government has not shown us proof, we've asked Neffet on numerous occasions to show us the data, you know, to convince us and justify us that these uh, precautions are necessary on this occasion, and they haven't produced that. So it's up to them to say, lads, you know, I mean... Who is it famously said that bad laws are made to be broken? 
Yeah, it's like, you know, fancying a girl and saying it's up to her to come over to me and ask me to dance. It's not going to happen. So waiting for these organisations to stand up and do this, they're not going to do it. And I'm, so now, I'm I do have an obligation, by the way. <laughs> I wait. have a broadcasting obligation to tell you that you are breaking the guidelines and breaking the law by opening on the 2nd of June. Um, Am I breaking the law? That's what I want to know. I want to see where it's written in legislation to say that, yes, it is legal for hotels to open up, but not restaurants. Based on what? Based on government guidelines, which is covered under the Health Act. Hey, but are they, are they guidelines or are they the law? All I'm hearing for the last two days is that look, you had a guy on there the other day about aviation saying, well, you're, you know, you're actually not breaking the law, but they're, they're asking you not to do it. They're asking you to stay at home. Well, I would have said the same thing in relation to travelling abroad, for example. That currently, at the moment, if you go to the Department of Foreign Affairs website, it says that they advise you not to travel. Exactly. It's a travel advisory um, for unnecessary travel. Yes, Ungarda Shea Connor are standing outside the airport fighting people €2,000 for doing it. Yeah, but look, Niall, I don't want to be on the radio in defiance of, of No, no, of no, I understand. I, and, and I don't want to be encouraged you to do that yeah. either. But you're asking for some sort of clarity here as to what the law is and, and to prove that you are more of a risk having 25 people in your restaurant than a hotel is having 25 people in a hotel. There's, yeah. there's no physical difference. So, so we're going to allow 50 people into a church. And that's great. And I'm delighted for anybody who wants to go to church. So we can put 50 people indoors for an hour to listen to a priest, to uh, do whatever they do. And I can't have... 10 people in my restaurant. And I only thought of it there about half an hour when I was listening to, to the radio when they said six people can go indoors for dining in for a wedding. Well, is it only a hotel they can eat in? I never, I never thought of that. Well, well, I, well, I think somebody made a really good point there about a half an hour ago on the show. I don't know whether you heard him. He said, right, so the, the rules say that 50 guests can go to the wedding ceremony in the yeah. church, but only six can go to for the dinner. indoor reception. Yeah. But he said... What happens if the other 44 of my guests book into the hotel for an overnight stay? Absolutely. I was listening to him. Yeah. yeah. And he, and he so, said, right. So that doesn't re- make any sense. No. So that reiterates my point that all these guys are making decisions without speaking to anybody who actually is in the game. So, I mean, we'd easily turn around and say, look, lads, this is what's going to happen. And you've lost people like months ago at this stage. So if you do this, people are just going to book in and go in anyway. And you're putting the hotel under the pressure now of having to deal with this going, lads, I don't know what to do. There's like a table for six, but just do it in the restaurant. And I mean, it's just crazy. And the reason why, and this is why I want people to understand, the reason why I'm being a stubborn and standing up for my industry, for my trade, for my staff, for my livelihood is for one reason and one reason only. Because if we don't, they're just going to turn around and they go, do you know what? These lads are just taking this. Like, do you know what we're going to do? Somebody's coughing and sneezing now in September. Let's lock it down again now for another month or two. And they're just going to be, they're going to go, the Irish people aren't going to do anything about it. Now, I'm not for a second talking about anything about marching and rioting or any of that kind of crap. No. I have no interest in that. I'm saying I can open my restaurant. I've even said to Michal Martin, I'll do it at 50% my capacity. So I'll, I'll have 80 seats in the restaurant. I'll only have 40 in at any one time. And, so uh, and they will all, all your tables. And by the way, during last September and of course at Christmas as well when the restaurants were allowed open, um, you know, th- I have to say any restaurant I went to, uh, they were being very responsible. The tables were at least a metre and a half, two metres apart, you know, and people weren't wandering around the restaurant, you know, having a ball of a time or anything like that. Yeah. Everybody was very respectful. And if you look at the data that came out of that, uh, when we talk about, the, I know the restaurants got the, the blame um, and the shoppers got Wrongly, the blame for, for yeah. Christmas. But if you look at the data, as we mentioned yesterday, the data showed that the case numbers were on the rise anyway before that any happened. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and I, I think the, the evidence came out then in January and February that the, a lot of the outbreaks were not in restaurants. They were 100%, not. 100%, yeah. yeah. They weren't in retail either. Uh, they were happening at home. But, but the government 
with all due respect to him, as I said, I, I, there was nothing would make me happier than to turn around and say, we have the greatest leader in the world. I want to be like the people of New Zealand who say, I am so proud of my government. I'm so proud of are the leaders proud that we of have. Are you not proud of me, Hal, no? I'm not. I'm, I'm ashamed and embarrassed at the entire political system in this country that's running the show. And, and I'm not afraid to say that. And that's why these organisations have to be a bit more political to turn around and say, oh, look, you know, we're not happy about this. I'm, I'm not. I'm, it's gone. Okay, so which means, well, before you go, Paul, before you go, uh, there's people out there listening today who own restaurants, who yeah. work in restaurants, who work in bars, who work in pubs. All right. And all those other people you believe are being discriminated against. Yeah. Essentially because they're not being treated the same as a hotel. Uh, and illogically, you believe because you believe the virus is not intelligent enough to know if somebody is staying the night. Uh, just like we, we knew the virus wasn't intelligent enough to know that you'd spend 10 euro or 9 euro on a meal. But either way, what would you say to all those hoteliers? Are you asking them to stand by you and stand with you and do the same thing? Or are you saying, look, you do your own thing and I'm going to do mine? I would say that the strength of the people in power is the fear of the people they govern. And our strength collectively together is their fear. So that if we stand together, we're not, we're being very reasonable. We're not talking pie in the sky here nonsense. We're being very reasonable by saying, if you're saying it's okay to eat indoors here, you have to accept the fact that it's also okay to eat indoors there. Otherwise, you cannot expect to govern us with an ounce of respect because we'll have nothing for you. We'll have no respect for you. If you're taking us for idiots, then what do you expect us to believe in you? Okay, so you're calling on other hotel or other restaurants and bars, of course, as well, because with obviously being responsible and, and reducing capacity. Et cetera, Absolutely. Et you're, do you're, it safely the way we know how to do it. And you're calling on them to join you on the 2nd of June and to reopen. I, th- I think it would make one hell of a statement. And I think if that happened, I think we would see a different approach from our government. All right, listen, thank you very much indeed. Paul Trevo well. from Trevo's Restaurant in Killarney. Thanks for joining me again today. And Paul did say it yesterday and he's keeping his promise. He said he is opening whether the government likes it or not. And the reason he said he's opening is because he believes as a restaurateur he's been discriminated against because he believes that if you can eat inside in a hotel or guest house or B&B, why can't you eat in a restaurant? There is no difference. 